All right, so on this episode of the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots podcast, I have Maddie Stoltman with Barrel Racer Life and Level Up Apparel. If you know Maddie or you follow Maddie, you know that she is a kind, kind, genuine, um, great human being. She's always trying to make people laugh. She's always sharing things that hit you in the feels and just make you see the good side of life. Um, she has a really contagious energy. Maddie is from Kelowna, BC, and uh, last year she married an American, so now home is in Ellensburg, Washington, and she winters in Arizona. She is living the dream. Maddie, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Was it at um, a Turd Ferguson jackpot that we met, like a steer wrestling jackpot? I think so, yeah, which was my one annual trip that I do every year to Alberta. Yeah. Not only there very often. Yeah, one time, but you definitely left left a good impression on me. I quite like you. I'm quite fond of you. So um, I'm really oh, happy that you. you're joining me. Oh, good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what is your background with horses? Like, how did you how did you get into horses? Lay it all on us. Well, so I don't come from a horse family. I was the horse crazy kid, and I wished for a horse on everything. You know, birthday cakes. Um, shooting stars, everything. I wanted a horse so bad. And my parents made the mistake for my fifth birthday. We had pony rides and that just amplified it. And I kept asking for a pony and they kept saying no. Um, when I was six, they put me into riding lessons. I actually rode English. And then for my eighth birthday, I got a pony for my birthday. So don't give up because those dreams pay off. But yeah, just kind of, I started out riding English. And then when I was 12, actually um, went to a rodeo for the first time. We had the Black Mountain Rodeo in Kelowna many years ago. Mm-hmm. And I never heard of barrel racing, did not know what it was. But I saw it and I went, oh my God, I'm going to do that. And I started barrel racing my little jumping pony. And um, it just kind of, you know, snowballed, I guess, from there. Yeah, definitely escalated. Um, so before we had met, I had saw you on social media with Barrel Racer Life. Can you tell me why you started with that and everything to do with it? Okay, well, Barrel Racer Life is a blog that I started. I post weekly on Tuesdays on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I started it because I originally wanted to bring more light to barrel racing and rodeo because I feel like a lot of people, um, especially that aren't in the industry really have no idea what it is. Um, a lot of people like where I grew up is not a country town at all. Mm-hmm. And people would, you know, hear rodeo and go, Oh, I'll see you ride bulls. Um, <laughs> which definitely not. <laughs> so, you know, that was my original thought was, okay, I, there's, you know, there's not really a lot of blogs around barrel racers out there anyways. Yeah. I mean, there's Fallon Taylor and everything, which is awesome. Um, you know, and she brings a lot of light to the industry, but I thought, well, I'm going to start doing one too. And it took me a long time to actually be brave enough to do it. Yeah. Um, cause I had that whole mentality of, you know, well, I just go to amateur rodeos. I'm a nobody. Why should I do this? And, you know, eventually I, it took me a while to get over it. And I went, you know what, I'm going to put myself out there and try it anyways. And, um, I'm really glad that I did. Cause it's been awesome. And it kind of has morphed more so from targeting those people that don't rodeo and I have a lot of people that watch that are barrel racers and you know besides bringing light to the industry too I wanted to kind of show like you know what it's like to be you know I want to be a world champion one day and just to show what you know starting from the bottom and the road to get there um is kind of what it's morphed into so you get a little bit of barrel racing behind the scenes at the rodeos and everything and then also kind of my life in there as well 
I love that so much and that is so relatable even with starting lipstick and cowboy boots like ah, oh, is this something I want to do do I want to be vulnerable hey you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe shine a light on what it's like to be starting from I came from an English background and uh, my experience going to jackpots and dealing with some the Betty Barrel Racer, so to say, and moving on up. So I really like that mm -hmm. you did that and you did it in the YouTube way. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so um, thank you. can you talk about the hashtag running for Chad for those of um, people that maybe don't follow you or they've seen it and they don't really know about it? For sure. So um, right around when I started Barrel Racer Life, actually, I was with uh, the guy that I was with before my husband. His name was Chad, and Chad was killed in a car accident. He was only 32 years old, and that completely turned my life inside out, upside down, and mm -hmm. I didn't even know what to do anymore. Um, at that point, that was the person I had intended to spend my life with, yeah. and I can still, you know, I hear his dad, he called me at 3 in the morning, I can still hear him telling me what happened, and yeah. um, it, I didn't feel real for a long time. So, um, Chad was a really big supporter of my barrel racing. He was not a horse guy at all, but he spent a lot of time with me with the horses, would lock my horse in the gate, which any barrel racer knows is pretty brave. Uh, <laughs> he was just always rooting me on. And I remember when, when I first started dating and I told him, like, I'm going to the NFR and I'm going to win the world. And he's like, yeah, you are. I'm going to help you. I really have no idea what that means, but I'm going to help you anyway. And, you know, when he was amazing. And when he passed away, I was just like, I didn't want to, I wanted nothing to do with horses. I actually, I didn't even go outside to feed them. I didn't even want to look at them because it kind of had become thing that we together yeah and it was probably a good month before I even got on a horse and I had some really great friends that I'm so grateful for that rode my horses for me kept them lined up because I think they knew I'd you know eventually would want to get back on and I just had this little voice saying like hey you got to keep going you got to keep going and I know it was him and I remember being like nope not doing it sorry and I could just I could feel him from the other side just pushing me like you have to keep going sorry like that's how it is yes <laughs> and he was very insistent about it so um when I did get back on my horses I I think I was there physically for a long time but not mentally yeah. um, I basically just hung on and um thank so much for my horse Grinch because she just stepped up and was like okay lady I don't really know what's going on with you but I got it and she babysat me for quite a long time while I just kind of figured it out and so running for Chad was a hashtag I started as a you know way for me to kind of remind myself I've been this for him you know every run's for him now and you know I know he's there watching from the other side and um yeah it was just sort of my reminder to keep going when it feels like everything's working against you that's awesome and so amazing especially that you had to go through all of that at a young age Maddie that's never easy and I really admire you for keep pushing forward even if you had to take that one month or however long like good for you for getting back into it um I really think horses are are so amazing for healing and so I'm really glad that you have the horses for that um so then how long after Chad's passing that you um got back into rodeo then um I went to I think it was about six weeks after I went sort of going back to the rodeos and I I didn't really like going to the ones here in BC at that point because everyone knew what was going on in my life and I mean yeah. people mean well and but I just felt like I was, people were always watching to see how I was and wanted, you know, like I yeah. just, it, I couldn't get it. 
Um, so I actually, I, Kelowna is relatively close to the border, so I started going to a lot more rodeos in Washington that summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, that I, I'm sure people thought that was crazy because I literally was on my horse warming up, tears streaming down my face. I remember the first rodeo I went to, I'm like completely dry, heating, stopping, going into the arena, and they're probably like, what is this girl? Um, but, you know, I just didn't care. I was just like, well, I'm here, I'm doing it. And, you know, thankful again for that horse because I was, I'd lost a lot of weight and was really not strong and not myself. And yeah. I just kind of went through the motions because I knew I needed to keep going at it. And um, I actually met my now husband, you know, at the end of that summer, um, which, you know, life just works in divine ways. I had no idea. I had intended that I would never date again. I want nothing to do with anybody. And I actually wasn't even that nice to him <laughs> when I first met him because obviously I was not in a good space. Um, and, you know, eventually he kind of kept bugging me and wanted to talk to me and I told him what happened and he went, oh, yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that. And I kind of, you know, obviously I was 26. You don't expect that that's someone's story at that age. So no. he backed off for a little bit and then he told me later, he's like, something just told me, like, even if I'm only ever your friend, that you just needed me around. And, um, you know, it took quite a while for me to realize I liked him. And I remember going, oh, yeah, I think I do like this guy. And I just, you know, I it was hard to navigate through that but I'm so grateful that it all lined up how it did because now I'm married to this great man so you know for whatever reason like that's why I maybe that's part of why I had to go back when I did because I met him not long after I started going back to those rodeos and I don't know if he ever saw me crying like in the day that might have scared him off <laughs> but, uh, uh, the timing of like yeah. the, the timing of oh. God or the universe or whatever a person wants to believe in is just like too good um, hearing that actually brings yeah. a tear to my eye but it makes me really happy and like what a good guy that um something was telling him to just be there and like I just I just think that's so sweet and so nice to hear a man be like you know I'm here for you like he was gonna he was respectable and give you space but still was like I'm still here I don't know that's just so nice mm-hmm. what a guy it's really incredible like I know it wasn't always easy for both of both of us you know it's a weird spot to navigate through if you're maybe later in life you kind of are able to understand a little more but being right. so young it was sort of like you just don't know how to do it until you do it and we just as a couple as you know when we morphed into that just kind of took it one step at a time and here we are so that's awesome I don't know wow. <laughs> it out how it's supposed to do, I guess yes it does um so one of the really cool opportunities that you had you got to go down and ride with Ryan Padone Tell me all about that. What was that like? She just seems like the coolest girl ever. She was uh, commentating on the American um, last, the beginning of this month, rather. And I thought she was the perfect person to be commentating if she wasn't going to be running there. Um, Yeah, tell us what it was like to be riding with her. Uh, Well, she is incredible. She's such a cool person. I really admire her a lot uh, for who she is as a person, but also as a trainer. Um, I originally actually intended to try and get in with Danielle Campbell, but she had a intern at the time. And this is another thing where things just line up how they're supposed to. And, um, I'm, I'm not very good at asking for help, but at, you know, this point in my life, I was like, okay, I got nothing to lose now. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I asked my friend, um, Sam Smith, if, you know, I knew she was at school in, um, well, I guess New Mexico at that point, but she had a lot of connections in Texas, and I kind of asked her if she could hook me up with a couple phone numbers for different people, and uh, Ryan was one of them, and she said, well, I actually um, know that the suitors who own Suitor Quarter Horses have mm-hmm. a horse in training with Ryan right now, so um, again, I 
you know, went out on the limb and asked another favor and just said, hey, do you guys mind calling her? And, you know, like, you don't have to give me a personal reference because I don't know the suitors very well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I said, can you just tell her, like, I'm not a criminal and I can write a horse. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, and they did that for me. And so when I called her and I said, you know, I know them and whatever and put it all together. And um, I called her a couple times and she wasn't quite ready for an intern and then, um, I basically said, well, I can come anytime and I'd really like to. And she kind of warned me. She said, well, there's a few things. I, I work really hard. I don't sleep a lot. And um, I fired people before if they don't fit. So just so you know, I said, that's fine. Like, you know, yeah. and I knew that I'd work hard enough to fit in with her. And she wasn't kidding. Like she is by far the hardest working person I've ever been around. Yeah. Um, and she really doesn't need much sleep. I think she's uh, superhuman in that way. So wow. <laughs> she's pretty crazy. Uh, but it was a really, really amazing experience. Like I think, um, you know, being there in the middle of Texas, right in the security industry, there is whole yeah. is a whole different experience than growing up in Canada. Right. And the yeah. caliber of forces and the amount of, you know, trainers and how they function and how much of a business it is there. Not yes. that it isn't in Canada, but it's just a way bigger business. Yes. Uh, it was just a really cool thing to actually be there and take it all in in person. It was really cool. I love that you got to experience that, especially with her. How many horses um, was she riding at the time, or how many horses did she have in the barn? Um, a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> there was over 100 on her plate. Um, and then when we were going around, she had about 20 that she was running. So it kind of depended Um you know, what weekends certain ones were entered and that kind of thing. Um, but then, you know, I had showed up just after the BFA. So there was quite a few three-year-olds that she granted the BFA that were in time off, um, when I first got there and then they kind of started getting cycled back in a little later. Um, so she's, there's a lot of horses on that place and she, you know, even if there's something that has a little more age on it, she'll take them and run them in the open or, you know, we went to a couple rodeos as well. Um, she's got, Kind of a bit of everything, but definitely a lot of horses. Wow, that's so cool. Um, what was the biggest mm-hmm. thing that you learned from Ryan? Um, well, and people ask me that a lot, and I think they think I'm going to tell them some drill or something. Right. But, um, I did learn a lot about, you know, that's what barrel races. What drill yeah. did you do? How tell did us. You do tell us the um, inside scoop. Ryan, what's the secret? <laughs> Um, you know, and I did learn a lot of training stuff, but I think the biggest thing I learned was just knowing that I can do it, you know, yeah. to hear from, I've gained a lot of confidence riding with her and I'm yeah. really grateful for that, that she gave that to me because I know, um, I was, I have a few other friends that have done internships as well and their experience was not near as good as mine. So I was really lucky to end up with Ryan her and I got along really well and we're close in age, which was nice. So I feel like we could kind of relate to each other a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but leaving there with confidence was the biggest thing. And the other thing, too, that I learned from her, because I've never really been good at asking for help. I have this mentality of, like, oh, I'm good. I can do yep. everything. I'm superwoman, um, which only works for so long. Um, yeah. So being able to see, you know, like, she's her place runs like a well-oiled machine, and she can't do it without help. Like, she just has so much on the go, like, that many horses. And when you're competing on that many and hauling that many, you need help. And so just to see someone that I really admire and look up to and go, oh, okay, like, you know, she's, it looks like she has it all together to a lot of people, which she does, but, you know, she can't do it on her own. That's just the reality of it. And she has no problem having an intern and she's got a couple hired hands on her place to help with things and, you know, just going, oh yeah, like everybody needs help (laughs) when you do things at this level and this caliber. 
it's okay. So I think those are the biggest things, you know, like, yeah, there was some kind of tips and things I learned from her training wise, but, um, I remember like I was riding Nicole to hers around and we were working them together and he kind of dropped into a barrel and I sort of corrected him how I would my own horse and immediately went, Oh crap, what she's watching. Was that okay? And right. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not my horse. And he went, Oh yeah, thanks. I would have done the same thing. And then just hearing things like that from her, I was like, Oh, okay. You know, I, I'm capable. I can do it too. And so leaving there with a lot of confidence was probably my biggest takeaway. And I'm really grateful for that. That's awesome. And then taking that confidence and being able to apply it to riding your own horses and going forward. Absolutely. Was it not the year after you or that, I mean, after you were with her, then you had got your silver dragon, Jada, and then you went on and you got to go for Mm -hmm. journey on her? I, so I bought her actually in her derby year. So okay. She, um, she hadn't really been ran a whole lot when I bought her. Mm-hmm. She'd missed her fraternity year, and then um, I took her to the derby. So I think that was actually when you and I met was yeah. I was over um, for some derbies in Alberta. Yeah, so. that would make sense. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I think I, Ryan is so cool. Like, I just love that you got to she's have that experience. Awesome. Um, totally. And she's just a nice person to be around, too. Like, she's just happy and positive and I mean it, that's another thing that I think a lot of people can learn from someone like that too is I mean she I actually watched her you know make a ton of really good runs but one where she knocked three barrels and she came out still smiling you know and oh well she worked really good she just overworked but <laughs> that's just the coolest thing ever like you know like it doesn't go good for everybody all the time so you know just her attitude about things and how happy she is and just genuinely like sees the good and everything it's you know, kind of refreshing, I think. Yes. Refreshing is the exact word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. Since we were talking about Jada a little bit, tell us about Jada and Claude, like tell me, tell us how they're bred and what your, what your plans are with them for 2020. I mean, I guess we're kind of in a weird spot right now with the state of the world, but, um, <laughs> you know, if this settles down, yeah. yeah, let's talk about them. Well, okay. So Jada is, the one I call the Silver Dragon. Yes. Um, her registered name is Inherit the Judge's Cash. Okay. And I've wanted a Judge Cash mare for forever. So um, Kathy Grimes' mare, Izzy, was the first one I watched run. She's um, probably almost 10 years ago now. And I remember, like, oh, my God, I want one like that. And uh-huh. for whatever reason, I just got hooked on the Judge Cashes after that. So um, I'd never really had an opportunity come up where I could own one. Um, and I'd known that winter when I came back from Texas, I really wanted to buy a horse and I was in a financial position where I could buy something. And, uh, this mare came up and I actually found her. We were still in Arizona. I had just gone over there from Texas and I found this mare and I went, Oh my God, I have to, I have to buy her. And Cody at the time, he looked at me and he was like, um, you need to go try the horse before you buy her. <laughs> and, uh, I did. So I called and she'd only just, her ad just popped up, but I called the lady that owned her, and she had someone coming out, um, I believe it was Thursday, and she had someone coming out on the following Tuesday from Texas to try her, and I said, okay, I'll be there Monday. Uh, so, <laughs> whoever that person was, I'm sorry, but I just knew she was going to be my horse. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I flew there, and I tried her, and I knew the second I sat on her back, I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is my horse. And so, she's by Judge Cash, she's out of a mare called Inherit the Wind. Um, they, she was actually bred at, uh, by Cross Country Ranch that owned Judge Cash. Okay. And that mare was really incredible, too. She won a lot on the track in Washington. Um, she had 30 starts, I believe, and won first, second, or third 18 times. That's so awesome. She was a, yeah, really cool mare. And 
Um, apparently really speedy, and Jada is just that. She's a little rocket. Uh, yeah. She's actually not very big. She's only about 15 one, and I'm six feet tall. So <laughs> when I went to try her, I got there, and I thought, oh, my God, I don't know if I can ride this horse. And luckily, she doesn't know she's little, and she really strides out and moves like a big horse. So um, she's she's a lot of fun. She is very spicy and very much lives up to the whole Silver Dragon name. So um, she's earned that. <laughs> and then uh, I have my polar opposite, um, who's Claude. He's, his registered name is BF, Born for Glory. Um, he's from Victory Farms. He's by Born to be Famous, and he's out of a Lane's Lanster mare. And um, for anyone that follows the breeding world, the, um, the Goodbye Lane, the horses that have been doing really well with the charity the last few years, the Goodbye Lane is also out of a Lane's Lanster mare. So um, that's kind of similar in that way but yeah he's enormous he's quads <laughs> probably 16 three. Oh my gosh um, so he's yeah which again i'm six feet tall so it's kind of nice to have a big horse i don't really feel off balance on it ever right uh, but they are very different to ride and very different personalities too um jada is like she thinks the world revolves around her and Claude is a little more shy and he really is lovey and wants to, you know, to be your best friend, but he's not so sure that he should be like, he's just a sweetheart. And, um, I kind of lucked out with him too. He, uh, was for sale the following year. So I've owned him a little over a year now, Mm -hmm. um, in Arizona and I found him and I thought, Oh my God, like who is this horse? And, you know, he's just, he's bred really well and he's beautiful. And, um, I called and I, I kind of thought he was underpriced for what he was and I couldn't, you know, I thought, well, what's wrong with him? And, um, the girl that owned him, she trained him and she's an amazing security trainer. And, you know, I thought, well, what's going on? And I talked to her and she goes, honestly, like, I just don't get along with him. She's like, I hit barrels on him. He makes me look like crap. I make him look like crap. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I went and tried him and him and I got along really good. So, you know, I kind of, he just sort of crossed my path when, he was supposed to be in my life and it worked out good and him and I get along great. And, um, I've been taking him and kind of seasoning him cause he's only really gone to the fraternities and stuff. So, um, he's a really cool horse too. So I've got my giant and then my little firecracker. So it's kind of a fun mix. That's perfect. So then, um, what were your plans, I guess, going to be with them this year? Where were you going to be hitting up for rodeos and, and that? Yeah, so I, I just actually got my WPRA permit this winter. Nice. Um, and, yeah, it was just pretty exciting. So I went to a couple rodeos in Arizona where they're down there this winter. Um, but then I kind of had a little bit of bad luck. So Jada's actually off with a suspensory injury right oh, now. Oh, crap. So that happened the beginning of January. Um, and, you know, we've kind of we've done everything possible to get it healed. So we did four shockwave treatments and a stem cell treatment. So now we just kind of got to wait it out. Yeah. Um, she doesn't think she's hurt. She's in a small pen and she spends <laughs> a lot of time bucking on the spot. Um, uh. She's on her feeder. Like she is full of it. <laughs> so, uh, I just hand walked her actually before you called me and hand walking her um, on my vet's rehab orders. And she basically just drags me around the field for 20 minutes <laughs> and that's a hand walk. So it's <laughs> been going really well. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so. You know, he kind of figures we're, I mean, I'd intended to go to a lot of rodeos on her this summer. She does really well with them and, you know, especially in the smaller pens really dominates in those. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that kind of changed my plans a little bit. And then um, with Claude, I plan to take him to some rodeos here. The nice thing about the Northwest is we have a lot of big outdoor arenas and yeah. that's what he thrives in. So um, that's 
you know, when things get back up and rolling, I really want to go to some pro rodeos and I'd like to make the circuit finals this year. That's my goal. Yeah. So the Columbia River circuit here. And then, you know, that kind of opens some doors for winter rodeos for next year. So yeah. that's what I'm hoping to do is get to the circuit finals. And then, you know, Jada will be back by kind of the fall. And so I should be able to run her at those circuit finals because they're not till, I want to say, February. Yeah. Um, so I can run her to those and then take her to some winter rodeos and um, quad as well in the pens. It'll be better for him. So that's kind of the plan when things get back up and rolling. I love it. I love a good plan. And that sounds like a good plan to me. Um, so <laughs> as well, along with you've got Barrel Racer Life, but then you also have Level Up Apparel. And that seems like it's really taking off. So uh, tell us all about it. You bet. So um, Level Up is my clothing company that I started uh, about a year and a half ago, and the whole concept behind Level Up was when you hit rock bottom, there's nowhere to go but up, which was something that really resonated with me personally, and I also think a lot of people, um, everybody does hit rock bottom at some point or go through some hard life experiences. They're just different for everybody. And, you know, I wanted it to be a lot more than clothes. Um, I'm a pretty basic dresser myself. I'm a jeans and t-shirt and ball cap kind of girl. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of what my product is too. Um, but I really wanted it to be a message and a brand more than anything. Yes. So I wanted it to be something that, you know, you wear that keeps you inspired and reminds you to keep going and reminds you that it's going to be okay. And, you know, you can be better and you can learn from these things. And, you know, I just really think that life's going to test all of us at some point and hopefully not too many times, <laughs> but, you know, it's just what we do in, in those situations that defines who we are. And so that's what Level Up was for me is, you know, creating this brand about, you know, inspiring people to be better and to take those experiences and build on them versus letting them tear you down. So that's what Level Up is to me. And the uh, logo is two triangles pointing up to mm-hmm. kind of go and coincide with that reminder. So, you know, I have a lot of, I kind of wanted to stay branched out to appeal to everybody, but I've sort of, as terms gone on, honed more into um, things that barrel racers and cowgirls and, um, you know, breakaway ropers and all that would wear just because those are my people. Yes. So I know what they like. So it's usually things I like too. Yes. <laughs> so, know your uh, audience. It's kind of gone more awesome. that direction. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it's a lot of, you know, kind of more on the casual side clothing, but that's the whole message behind it. That's perfect. I love it. I love a good positive message behind something. And then that makes it, I think, that much more something that people want to stand behind and wear and support. So that's awesome. Absolutely. So, Where, what's the, um, What are the websites that people, I guess, the website and links that people can find um, Level Up Apparel and as well for Braille Racer Life is obviously on YouTube. But give us the handles just so people have them if they want to look them up. For sure. So Level Up, you can find at levelupapparelcompany.com and then on Facebook at Level uh, Level Up Apparel and then Level Up Apparel Company is my Instagram. And then all of my social media for my Barrel Race to Life stuff is also in my maiden name because that's like the hardest thing to switch over <laughs> and find me. Um, so uh, youtube.com forward slash Maddie Kemp. So M-A-D-D-I-K-E-M-P-F. And then I'm Maddie Kemp on Instagram. And then Maddie Kemp's official um, on Facebook as well. So that's kind of where you can keep up with all the Barrel Racer Life things as well. Perfect. Okay. Um, So let's change gears and we'll just ask some pretty generic, I guess, questions. What's something that you're currently (laughs) obsessed with? Oh, man. Um, Amazon Prime. (laughs) (laughs) So this is something that um, I, now that I'm living in the U.S. and Cody, I used to make him crazy because I 
come down, you know, to visit before I moved here and boxes would just be showing up at the house. <laughs> um, we don't really do it in Canada, but we do here. And Ellensburg <laughs> is kind of a small town. So I'm like, oh my God, I can order everything. I can get horse treats. I can get books on there. I've been like kind of remodeling the inside of our house. So I love it. But all the face plates, there are all the switches on there. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous, but it's the introvert stream. Things just come to the door. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's perfect. <laughs> Um, what is currently your favorite podcast and episode and why? Okay. Well, I listen to a lot of podcasts and audiobooks. I'm yeah. kind of a podcast junkie. So, um, I, that was what I did the whole drive home from Arizona. Oh, gosh, podcast I podcast. <laughs> But yeah, one, um, I listen to quite a few, as you think. Um, I really like Lewis Howe's podcast. Yeah. Um, there's one I listen recently he uh, reposted it it was with Kobe Bryant okay. it was really good um, there's one with Renee Brown that he does that's also awesome and uh, he did one with Dave Hollis so if you know who Rachel Hollis is she's, she wrote Girl Wash Her Face which yeah. is so popular right now um, her husband Dave Hollis they did an interview together and I actually really liked it because it kind of reminded me of um, sort of how Cody and I are together like we kind of see the world very different yeah. so um, they're you know talking about that Um so those are good. I always find the interviews really inspirational people. Yes. And uh, I really like the Anthony Rose podcast, too. Um, one that he did with Kevin Hart, which is awesome. And you kind of, like, learn a different side of Kevin Hart. Um, and then he did one with Mike Tyson, too, actually, which is really good. And, again, I was sort of surprised at how much growth he's gone through because, obviously, like, he's never really had the best reputation. But, right. um it was a really good podcast. And then I listened to one recently too with um, Ed Milet and it was with Dirk Bentley, who oh, I love. Cool. And uh, yeah, it's a really good one because again, you kind of hear the different side of someone, you know, who's in the music industry. So yeah. it was really good. And then um, I like the Horse podcast. It's a new one. Yeah. More Canadian girls. So yeah. that one's cool. Um, Married with Horses. And I love the Gary B podcast too. I listened to a lot of um, like, you know, personal growth, inspirational, and, like, business-type ones. Yes. So those are kind of my – I know it's a lot, but those are kind no, of my go-tos that's, right now. It's funny because anytime that I see someone posting, like, what podcast should we be listening to right now or whatever, everyone's always posting the horse ones, which is great, but I listen to a lot of the similar ones that you would listen to, too. So I think that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, they're awesome. Yeah, they're really, those are kind of my favorites lately, but they change all the time. Of course. <laughs> Um, okay, so another question. What what purchase of $100 or less you've made recently has positively impacted your life? And it can be equine or equine related or not. Um, well, I kind of had a hard time thinking about that because I was like, oh, my God, I do shop on Amazon Prime all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I realized, especially being a Canadian in the U.S., so this is a non horse thing but uh, Americans don't recycle very much oh it freaks me out yes yeah I mean you were just down here you know yeah uh, like, <laughs> so yeah like empty cans just in the garbage oh it what? stresses me out um right so things like that it makes me crazy so it's incur- or inspired me I guess a little bit more to uh, lessen my footprint and any way I can so I actually bought I use the reusable grocery bags already yeah um, but then I was thinking about it and like every time you go grocery shopping you know those really thin plastic ones that you use for like the produce and stuff yeah, yeah. that literally are used for two seconds um, I actually bought reusable produce bags 
So that I love it. is they're super cheap, and you can buy them. Um, you can get them on Amazon too. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, uh, you can get. They, I bought one that came with three sizes, and like Cody thinks I'm crazy. He's you know he's an American, and they yeah. just they just do things different and he's like okay my crazy wife again but um I really feel like that cuts down on our plastic use especially for those like I feel like the plastic grocery bags you can reuse you know we use them as trash bags and stuff but um those ones really I feel like don't have much of a use after so that's been mine I agree I don't know if it's been necessarily a big life changer but you know I think it's going to lessen our footprint a little bit. Which I really appreciate as well. That's awesome. I think that you need to have one of those um, Amazon Prime um, accounts where you can just like swipe up and see my list of all the things I buy <laughs> for other people. So I, I do there kind you- <laughs> of. On my, um, I have a website for me as a barrel racer and it's maddiecamp.com. And I do have a page there that has, like, all my favorite horse things. So when people ask me quite often, like, oh, what do you use for this or that or whatever? So you can actually go there for that. But I thought about doing the same thing because now that I'm such a – Amazon Prime junkie and like I should probably actually set up a page with all of the other stuff. That, that <laughs> too, is too funny. I send people there a lot. Perfect. <laughs> okay, folks, if you want to see what Maddie's buying for the house or for her horses, you got to check out her Amazon page as well. Um, with that, I think we've covered everything. Is there anything else that you want to touch base on? No, thank you so much. I appreciate you interviewing me. Perfect. Okay, well, you take care, Maddie. All right, we'll talk to you later.